The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2017, season 13, episode number 51. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton, joined by Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, today we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Packers. Yesterday we talked about the Packers' offense. Um, and Dave told you guys why the Cowboys have no shot at winning this game. Today we'll talk about the Packers' defense. Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> and we'll see if Dave has a little more optimistic view of the Cowboys' Cowboys' chance of being able to score against this Packers' defense. How's everybody this morning? Good. Great. Good, good, good. Good, good. good, good. Are we just jumping right in? To- Actually, we, we are, we're going we're gonna to jump in unless you have something you want to say as a prelude to us jumping in. I don't know. Maybe we could talk injuries or something before well, we get to – Kabir, Baja, Villamilla. Actually, when I say jump in, that's where I was going to go first. Gotcha. We were going to go to. I'll let you. I'll let you host. You're that seems host. to work a lot of the time. Because when I host, we hear about it on Twitter. We do hear about it. Like you and all, but but when's Derek coming? Derek, back? yeah. And I'm like, uh, he's coming back Thursday at, at eight thirty. Do your kids do that to you? Like when my wife's out of town, that's how my kids treat me. Like, Dad, you're doing a good job, but when's Mom coming back? Mm. Like, you know. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk about no. injuries. No, they don't no, do that because they like mac and cheese. Good point. Uh, let's talk about injuries. There was a big injury for the Cowboys yesterday. Well, I shouldn't say big injury. There was an injury to a player that is uh, of note from name standpoint. People talk about him, and, and he'd been inactive a little bit. But Charles Tapper uh, breaks his foot yesterday. Uh, what are we expecting is going to happen, Dave? I know you were all over this story yesterday when it was uh, breaking. I was literally all over this story because yep. I was standing on Charles Tapper trying to talk to Ezekiel. On Elliott. his foot? Not on his foot, but I might as well have been. I mean, like, if you've ever been in the Cowboys locker room when a popular player talks, it's kind of – it's really unfortunate for the guys that sit next to him. Hated for him. Uh, so, yeah. So they should be on a podium or something. Yeah. You would think that would make it sense. Would make but sense. I don't know. Uh, so, Tap broke his foot yesterday in, the, uh, in practice, and act- it was our very own Ambar Garcia that got the scoop. She was like, hey, what's wrong with you? I felt so bad. No, I was going up to him to interview him for Somos Cowboys. And I'm like, hey, can I? do you have a few minutes? He's like, uh, yeah, but I can't go anywhere. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I just broke my foot. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? And he just said it matter of fact like that? I like mean, and then he, he's uh, such a nice guy. He was still wanting to give me the interview. And then yeah. I felt horrible. He was getting, you know, his crutches and his little um, boot on and he basically told me he's like yeah man i can't catch a break i'll probably will be out for the rest of the season so sucks it is a tough situation for him i mean well said (laughs) not 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 that he would have necessarily had a lot of opportunities this year because that he was already finding himself inactive and that's before david irving was going to be coming back into the mix um, so it was going to be tough for him to find time playing time anyway. But still, when you go on IR, you're kind of forgotten. You're you're out of the mix, and and that's a tough thing for players. Like. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's one of those things. Like, dang, dang, that's that sucks for you. I'm sorry. That you mean the organizations kind of have, but it goes here. Have a yeah. spot for him. Yeah. Well, you know, unless 
unless I don't know how it happened, unless Benet Ben Wickery uh, like jumped on his foot and broke it. You know, <laughs> this guy. It's, it's all about self preservation. It's right? fine. I mean. Practice injuries do not happen that often. Except for the two guys that Except are injured. Except for the two guys that get a lot of grief for getting hurt who had Somehow they end up happen to them practice. in the same week. Within like four days of each other, Chaz Green and Charles Tapper got hurt at practice. Mm-hmm. Chaz is apparently isn't bad. He's practicing again, but it's just, I mean, it's it's a little ironic. Somebody uh, asked me in the media if Chaz had the Aaron Donald flu. I, I oh. didn't I, <laughs> I didn't think that, but I don't you want to explain what that means for people out there that are a little slow? I think they got it. Aaron Donald flu. It's pretty self-explanatory. But you know what? Oh, what? Who are we playing this week? Uh, <laughs> man, that hip. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got, I'm not feeling it today. Is, what I I tried to like research this. Is this like a thing that's ever happened like in, in any sport? Baseball, basketball, and it's like it's really happened. And, and then now they say, well, you know, maybe it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, is this oh. is this a documented thing that somebody one time was facing Roger Clemens and said, ah, I don't feel I'm not up for it today or something like that? I don't know. I can see it in baseball because you play 162 games and yeah. guys take days off anyway. Like, you just get a day off every couple of weeks just because it's like missing a training camp practice if you're a pro bowler, you know? Like, you're just like, ah. Eh. I could see a corner Thursday. I don't feel like it today. I could see a cornerback when the Vikings were coming to town and Randy Moss. Randy Moss? Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking a professional football player would run from an, a challenge. This is this is. I know. Personally. I'm not saying Chaz Green did that at all. This is an interesting segue, but though. But you did. <laughs> I'm not saying he did that. I'm saying it was brought to my attention. We're just talking about it. But no, I don't think he did. He's done that. I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that believe this, but somebody tried to call us out on Twitter yesterday mm. and was like, why can't y'all just tell the truth? Like, if, you know, one minute Charles Tapper's a healthy and active, now he broke his foot. Which is it? Why, like, why are you guys... Like they why, both can't be this. Why do we even listen if you're not going to tell the truth? Like, we're covering up this injury. I was like, dude, he broke his foot in practice, like, three hours ago. Like, I saw him over the weekend, right. and he was fine. And now, As of the time of the show, he was healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this literally happened 90 minutes ago, and we're reporting it. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, it's not like they're <laughs> making this up to cover the fact that, you know, so people get off their back about Taco. Like, right. you think you think the Cowboys care that fans are aggravated that Charles Tapper's they sitting out? I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> they probably have no idea. Yesterday, both of you guys were like cops at a high school party. Like, everyone back, getting people to back up after what they were saying, like, especially you, you know, that guy would try to come at you and you, and then about five seconds later, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that guy, <laughs> same thing. Oh no, he didn't just say, I'm sorry. Like he went on for like yeah. an hour. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Just, I, I feel horrible. I'm the worst person in the face yeah. of the earth. Well, it, your, per, your guy was the same way. was like, I, I'm sorry. I'm if you like, if you think I don't know what I'm talking about, like if you don't like my opinions or you think I'm a downer, cause I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play well on Sunday. That's, that's fine. okay. That's fine. Yeah. If you think that I'm like BSing you about, you know, like trying to toe the company line because, I, you know, the Cowboys are trying to hush things up because they don't want people questioning who they're making active on Sunday. It's ridiculous. There are, there are a lot of things I could say negative about you, Dave. That's not one of them. You're it, not that guy. I know. You're and not that's, that guy. I take that personally because yeah. I put a lot of value on like what I'm saying to people is not BS. So. Somebody, it's at least what you believe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when somebody comes at me like that, it's aggravating. 
<laughs> All right, so let's finish going through the rest of the injury report. There were actually some interesting notes uh, on the injury report. Um, yesterday, here were the guys that were on the injury report but practiced fully. Uh, Cheetah Bay Awuzier and Nolan Carroll, both the cornerbacks. That's a good sign for the Cowboys. Lyle Collins, Zeke Elliott, Kayvon Frazier, Chaz Green, um, and Anthony Hitchens, which that, I think, was probably the most important of I all say, of burying the lead a little bit there. Well, I, the reason I said it last is because I actually want to talk about him. And because of the fact that he practiced fully yesterday, are we all in do we do you all agree and from things we're hearing, is he gonna play this week and the understanding? I haven't talked to him one on one. I haven't talked to him. I, I, I have. Oh. I have talked to him one on one. Well let's, Four days. let's listen. Yeah, that's a that's okay. That would take too much time to explain how frustrating that is. That's a reporter thing. If you're not really a reporter, you're not gonna get it. So But yeah. go ahead. What did he tell you? He had a one on one and now it became a forty on one. Yeah, it happens. Um, does it? Yeah, it does. Uh, it's it really interesting, though. I didn't. I, you don't think about all the stuff that goes into this, but he's like, "Yeah, I practiced in pads the first time I was in pads, practicing since I got hurt. Uh, I feel fine." Uh, if it, he said, he said, if it were up to me, I think they could have pushed me hard enough to get me ready for the Rams. But obviously, that type of stuff's out of my hands. Um, he basically said they're gonna go look at the tape of how I played and. And if it, he said, if it looks good, they're going to give me the green light. He actually right. said, so locker room is from 145 to 230, whatever. It's in the mid-afternoon. He was like, by the end of today, I expect to know whether or not I'm good to go. So, so go find him today. And not, well, not only go find him today, but keep an eye on the injury report today. If he's full again today, that tells me everything yeah. I need to know. Um, I feel very optimistic that he's going to be able to play in this game, which is – the only thing I could think of as to why he wouldn't is just because you've got the bye week coming up, so why not give him another basically two weeks of rest? But if he's good to go, you know, if you're healthy, you're healthy. That's what people always argue about. Right. So so the flip side to that, Sean Lee was on the injury report yeah. as a did not participate. Um, are you concerned that he's not going to play at this point if, if he's not practicing as of yesterday? When last week I thought – it was kind of a game-time decision type situation, which would make you think he certainly would be ready to at least practice in a limited capacity as of Wednesday of this week. Yeah, I mean, hamstring, it seems to be, especially with this team, it seems to be the one injury where if if it's not 100% when you come when he comes back, you can see some re-aggravation there. And I think with the bye week uh, coming up, I could see where the Cowboys would say, all right, this is one we need to hold because we cannot have a lingering issue with Sean Lee. But, um, you know, I, I think today's important. A lot of guys miss practice on Wednesday anyways. It just, just you know, Stephen Pye has been doing it. We'll probably do it all, all year long, and then we'll play. But I think if he misses another one today, I think it will be a little bit more of a, of a red flag that he's not going to be out there. I would agree with that. And, and I think we shouldn't just kind of gloss over – the best player on the team being on the injury report. Going there next. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about that. He, know, he knows how to host the show. <laughs> let's talk about that. It was a lengthy injury report yesterday. Yeah, it was, and that's why you have to kind of go through it because there's some things in it that you have to kind of look Sorry. at a little closer. But Tyron Smith. Um, not where I was going. That's not where you were going. No. Ezekiel Elliott. It, I mean, now nah, he he practiced, but I'm just saying this is, this is kind of a new thing that, I mean, I didn't know. Is this a chest injury that we is it would say chest? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean Is that but but my assumption with the guys that, that were full, especially the guys that showed up that were full, were guys that had nicks from the game. Yeah. And but if they practice fully, then my thought was that's a no that's a no worry for now. 
Let's see Let's what happens see. on right. the injury report tomorrow. If they are listed on there as anything other than full yeah. as of today, then we'll have something to talk about. Right, tomorrow. and That's maybe I have a day. different. Maybe I'm do you just, think something different? At, oh, obviously, no. you you're you're reporting. So no, 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 no. I'm just saying that I think that that the fact that he's on there and we hadn't really heard much about that. I think that's something just to watch and monitor. We'll see because we've seen this already this year, guys. Wednesday looks good. Thursday is the you know the, that's when Byron Jones popped up on the injury report. That's when Chaz Green, I believe, for the first time popped up on but the injury report. Friday. Is it but new it to me? Not, uh, who who was it on Thursday? Somebody on Thursday. But is it just me or like this is the first time I'm noticing at least this season when guys are popping up on the injury report as full? Like you know, it's, it's yeah. almost like okay, league, we're going to report this stuff. Yeah. It, it, this is the kind of stuff that typically every player, you can list every player because every player I, I has imagine. a hit. Yeah, I would think every but, player's got something. Right, but but it just seems strange to me they had so many guys listed that were new to the injury report, but they all practiced yeah. fully. It, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Maybe I opened up a can of worms there about who the best player on the team is, but I, <laughs> I think it's Zeke, and I think— Do we want to do a whole segment on that? We could. I think we did at training camp. I'm sure we did. Um, yeah, I think that's just them covering their bases. Lyle yeah. Collins is on there too. Right. Uh, and yeah, at you know a month into the season, I think everybody's probably fighting something. I I talked to Zeke in the locker room yesterday, and he seemed fine. I know. I mean, that doesn't mean he is. That's not always the great indicator. But yeah. I'm I'm not worried about him until further notice. All right. Well, let's talk about Tyron Smith though, uh, because I do think that's worth at least a conversation. We've seen this happen before, where we saw him pop up on the injury report limited. And we were like, ah, oh, it's just vet day kind of thing. And then the week goes on and limited, limited, questionable, and then doesn't play. Is this something that fans should be concerned about and keep an eye on? It is the same back injury that he's that he struggled with now for a while. Is this something that, that you should be concerned about? I think it it's obviously his back, and backs are bad and typically chronic, but I don't think this is necessarily related to the thing that knocked him out. You remember back to training yeah. camp, Garrett said he's got some tightness in his back. This isn't related to the problem that kept him out for two weeks last year. I think this is that same thing. I think from camp, right? Got it. I think he he he'll probably have problems with his back for the rest of his career. Um, hopefully, it's not bad enough to keep him out of a lot of football games. It should certainly be concerning. I do think Tyron Smith is the best player on this team, so I'm with you there, Derek. Good. Um, so, I mean, it should definitely be concerning, but I'm again, I'm not ready to, you know, assume he's going to miss this game just yet. I think that's probably more precaution than anything else. All right, Nick, you worried? Mm. I mean, like concerned maybe, but not like worried. I think he'll be out there, miss a game, and then you start to be right uh, worried about it. But you know, it's just it's it's concerning. You you want uh, one of your best players to be. Uh, healthy and ready to go, but I mean, because that that offensive line's already had some issues and and all all year and guys that you're expecting more from with Frederick and and Martin they've been good, but you've expected a little bit more from them. Tyron I think hasn't he got beat I guess what Chandler Jones two weeks ago yeah, but can we can we play a not fun game for a second? Hmm. Who who would what would you do if Tyron couldn't play? How how would you handle that? Would you move Chaz to left tackle? Would you keep? I will say this: of all the of all the games they've (laughs) great, great drop. Of all the games they've played this year, this would be the week where I'd be like, if I gotta go without Tyron, I'd rather do it this week than all those other weeks. No love for Clay Matthews, huh? I'm again. I'm a lot less concerned about those guys they'll face this week 
okay. than I than I am from those yeah. other. And that doesn't speak that doesn't speak less of Clay Matthews and the Green Bay defense as much as it speaks about the, the high quality of I hear you. Aaron Donald and guys like that. I hear you. I guess I guess you would go Chaz Green. Would you? Or you could play Byron Bell out there. Could move Lyle to the left side. Chaz Green. I think Chaz Green too. Chaz Green. And play Cooper at guard and leave everybody else the same. Then what if Chaz is out? He's not going to get hurt. <laughs> oh no, Chaz is fine. He's He'll full. be fine, he was right? Full yesterday, he's good. If Chaz and Tyron are both out, then I would probably play. Just forfeit? No. <laughs> Just, no. Just go ahead and give up. I would probably play. I'd play Byron Bell at left tackle and Cooper at left guard, and I'd run everything to the right side. Sounds like a strategy. Let's roll with it. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, Dave's going to give us a scouting report on this Green Bay defense, uh, and we'll talk about how that matches up against the Cowboys' offense. Uh, We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Craving Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Craving Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star <laughs> what was that i don't know is it time to read this yet no, no it's oh, yeah. second segment i don't know i'll let you know when i say nick take it away that's a good hint that now just start this reading become my thing yeah it has become your thing you do it so well even though one of us read something that got sent over to tommy john like when when amber, amber? read it 
Well, Aunt Tommy John was actually pretty excited about that. Right. I think they were looking at maybe making her like a Just spokesperson let's, for let's go. what they do. Move on here. She's pretty good at that stuff. Yeah. All right, let's go. Dave, give me a scouting report on the Green Bay defense. Remember last week when I said I'm tired of calling it a 3-4? I still feel that way because this – and and this is even worse than the Rams because like the Packers just basically run a blob defense. Like I've never been more frustrated than trying to figure out who's lined up where and what they're doing in this defense because it's a base four three. I'm sorry, it's a base base three, four. base three four. But really, the only constants that I can come up with are that there's typically two down linemen. Uh, Kenny Clark is your nose tackle from UCLA. He's a drag. He's a second round. No, excuse me. He's a first round pick from a year ago. So he's a second year player. And then you've got another defensive tackle who's typically Mike Daniels, who's a very good veteran player. It's been, um, Dean Lowry a lot because Mike Daniels has been hurt. Keep an eye on him. I kind of get the feeling Mike Daniels is going to play in this game, which could be big. Uh, and then everything else is a hodgepodge. So you've got Clay Matthews. He is always standing up. Um, you've got Clay Fa- or not uh, Kyler Fackrell out of, I believe, Utah State. Either Utah State or BYU. Um, he's your other rush linebacker. Um, and then typically you've got anywhere from four to six defensive backs on the field. This is a team that has spent a lot of capital uh, on their secondary, whether it's Kevin King, who's your first round pick at corner. Well, you guys like to. I the draft wanted last him year. to be the Cowboys pick at twenty eight last year. Yeah, he was there. He was probably the the next highest graded player on their board besides Taco. Uh, they didn't take him. He's now starting for the Packers, and he's he's all right. He had his ups and downs from what I watched, but they trust him enough to put him on guys like Julio Jones and AJ yeah. Green and he, And he's a rookie, so and he can hold his own with those yeah. guys. Like he gave up catches to him in in the snaps that I watched, but he certainly doesn't look like a liability. The other corner does, uh Demarius Randall, who is also a first round pick from 2015, uh Arizona State guy who kind of They got two first round picks at corner. Let's just go through this thing here for a sec. You got a first round pick at corner in Demarius Randall. You got a first round pick at corner in Kevin King. You got a first round pick at free safety, haha Clinton Dix. You uh-huh. probably probably remember him. Yeah, we talked about him. Um another really impressive young player they have is safety Josh Jones from NC State, who they took in the second round this past year. Quentin Rollins is a second round pick from a few years ago. Uh, Good basketball player? Yes, he was. He was a point guard at Miami of Ohio. Um, Really? Random thing for you to know, but absolutely. He came in here. He did. He did. The Cowboys did look at him. him. Um, So, yeah, that's a lot of first and second round picks. They invest a lot in it, yeah. And the thing is... They're not very good. They don't look that good. (laughs) Well, but here's the interesting part thing to point out, and I was actually going to ask you this question, uh, but I'll throw it out there now. You look at the rankings... Right now, the Green Bay Packers are fifth I know. in oh. the league in pass defense, Actually, and they're only giving up 188.5 passing yards per game, which is paltry. That's like almost nothing. I round, How are they doing that with if, if they're not playing great? I rounded up. I rounded up to 189. Okay, whatever good. It's worth. Um, my like honestly, I don't really know because from what I saw, I mean, Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu made their plays in that game in Atlanta. And AJ Green had a pretty solid day too. Bengals kind of jumped out. It was kind of like this Rams game. The Bengals jumped out to like a 21 to seven lead. 
and then had to hang on and go to overtime where they eventually lost. So after three quick touchdowns in the first half, they scored three points the rest of the way. Um, it reminds me, not in the way it looks at all, obviously, but it reminds me of Marinelli's whole clog and cover style. Just yeah. clog and cover, fill the passing lanes up with defensive backs, have enough bodies moving around. They shift around a lot, so actually – I have a big time crush on this formation that they're playing right here. I think I think they call it Nitro. It's kind of like their version of the Deacon, um, where there's like it seems like there's nine defensive backs on the field. So Kenny Clark and then either Mike Daniels uh, or Odom are your down guys. Then you've got your two rush linebackers. Then you've got safeties playing in the slot. So Morgan Burnett's down on a receiver. Um, you've got Randall and King out wide, and then there's three safeties kind of patrolling the back end. Ha ha, Josh Jones, and what's this other guy's name? I already forgot. Uh, Marwin Evans, who's an undrafted free agent that they like a lot. But so basically you're talking six, almost seven defensive backs. Really seven? If you're saying yeah. you got four down yeah. and three back. And then one true linebacker who is typically either Joe Thomas, who's on the injury report this week, uh, or Blake Martinez, who's a draft pick that they like. Um, but it's just speed everywhere. And like I said, they don't look as like impressive as the Arizona Cardinals did, but I think just by sheer bodies and athleticism, their goal is to just clog the passing lanes. They won't be doing that against the Cowboys. I There's no way they would do that. Against honestly, like I in the three games that I watched, they did run a little bit of base defense, but like not really. Well, but what I'm saying is if 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 a team you would think if a team lines up with seven defensive backs against this Cowboys rushing attack, even if the Cowboys have their, you know, their eleven personnel on the field, they would run against that all day and just chew up yards, wouldn't you think? Yes. I I do, but I mean, you know, the the Bengals have good running backs like Giovanni Bernard. Okay, we can go the other one too. Atlanta, Tevin Coleman, and okay. uh, that Devontae one is Freed. a better example. Yes, did okay. the same thing. Honestly, the look that they gave the Falcons was a lot like what the Rams gave the Cowboys, which is four guys near the line of scrimmage. Can you can you let me can you let me yeah. finish? Yeah, I am. That's and why I didn't say anything. A linebacker and a safety in the box, and then let your DBs handle everything else. And they the Falcons ran the ball really well against that, but that's what they chose to play. Right, and I, but I do I will say this: the 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 Falcons, their style of rushing attack is very different than the Cowboys. Like they do spread out and run the ball a lot more, I think, than the Cowboys do. So I think that it, it, this is a I think of this team more of a, and I don't even want to say it because it's going to sound a little weird, but a power running team. What I mean yeah, by that no, is, I get your point. They'll they'll line up and they'll just keep pounding, keep pounding, and keep pounding. I don't know that I think of Atlanta like that. Atlanta. I think the reason that they run so well, or at least part of the reason they run so well, is because they have such great guys on the outside. Um, well, so I think it, it opens up things a little bit more for the running. You game. have to stop the, their best player. I mean, sometimes we oversimplify things, but it, you stop their best player. In Atlanta, you have to stop Julio Jones. You right. just have to. You have to make sure you get him controlled. With the Cowboys, I'm talking about the, the weapon. It's Zeke. You know, you can say that Tyron Smith is the best player, whatever. But as far as the skill players, Zeke's the guy they got to get stopped. And so I, I think just how because they played Atlanta one way, I don't think they could play the Cowboys the same way. Because I think you want to stop Zeke, and then you'll take your chances. Just like you have to take your chances with Devontae Freeman, they got to take their chances with Des Bryant and 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 Beasley and Witten and those guys. Which does that, Dave? Based upon the the scouting report, then. 
let's assume for a second they are going to have to really focus a lot more on keeping uh, more of their bigger guys on the field. Does that get away from what they have done so far in these four weeks to where maybe you're taking their better players off the field when you talk about their secondary? I I. I, maybe I'll be wrong. I straight up don't expect them to do that. You think they're going to stick with that formula? I think their safeties are going to be the key to whether or not they win or lose this game and how well they can rally and tackle. Like Mor- Morgan Burnett is basically a linebacker, the way that they play. Like he's always down in the box. Sometimes he covers and sometimes he plays linebacker, but he's always down there. Josh Jones moves down and will literally sometimes stand next to the other inside linebacker like Mark Barron did last week. Um and then you've got HaHa Clinton Dix, who's just a fantastic all-around safety, uh, and this Marwin Evans guy, who again, like, it never—it seems like these guys are never in the same place on back-to-back snaps. Like they're always moving, always rotating, and like they don't have those big guys. Like you've got your rush linebackers, like Clay Matthews, and uh, and they brought in Ahmad Brooks from San Francisco. You remember at the end mm-hmm. of the preseason. But those guys are not like the athletic type of linebackers who, you know, that you, you know, like a Sean Lee type. They don't have those type of players. It's they have rush linebackers, down linemen, and then 18,000 defensive backs. And I think they lean on those guys being athletic and making tackles to make this thing work. Do you think they can against a rushing attack like the Cowboys? I, I feel good about the Cowboys being able to run the ball in this game. And if they can't, I think it says more about them than the Packers because the Packers – they're not terrible, but you remember going into this game last year, everybody was like, they're historically good against the run. They're number one in the league. Smashed. They're Well, they got smashed. They're 19th this year. They're giving up an average of 111 yards per game and 4.2 yards per carry. Who's the backup cornerback for the Packers? Uh, Which, Randall. Demarius Randall. Demarius Randall. Because he's, he's been starting for them. Actually, he got kicked off the field. He got benched against the Bears and left the stadium because he was mad about it. So he was. I th- wait, he got... He, was he got pouting. benched during the game and then left the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just he went home. He just he got benched and he said, got he, right, got, he got sent and went in the locker room. He got changes. sent back to the locker room too. Got I mean, it. okay, like got by, in an argument with a coach. Yeah, so they said they said go in your yeah, day's you need, done. Yeah, and okay. McCarthy had an interesting um, exchange with the media. Not the most interesting of the of the week, but he had one, and he was he basically was like. I, I don't have to tell you guys anything what goes on with our, you know, with our team and with the, what, you know, the personnel that moves that we make. And but yeah, apparently he, he wasn't there. He wasn't there when they, he when the media got there later, he was gone. So, but that, that happens though. I mean, that's we supposed to do wait for the media when guys get kicked out. Well, it depends there. if he, if he left, if he left right after the game was over, then yeah, no, no, no harm. But if he left like in the second quarter, I don't know at what point he got kicked out. Know. They told him to go to the locker room. But if he left at that point, then that's kind of a problem, right? Yeah, I guess so. He's been your starter for most of the season. I'm not 100% sure if he will be this time around. Um, you could look at uh, Devon Devon House might be back from a hamstring injury. Like The Packers are banged up. I'm sure you all saw their yeah. injury report. That's another they guy. They always seem to be banged up. I know. It never seems to matter. Another, as long as their quarterback's playing, right? That's what I tried to say yesterday, yeah. and you killed me for being a pessimist. I did not kill you for being a pessimist. Um, you just said that the guy was God. Like you, very, so. He is the God of quarterbacks. <laughs> Straight okay. up. All right. I think Brady's got the best resume of any quarterback in the league. <laughs> but he's the best quarterback. At the if league. I was picking playground style, I'd take Aaron Rodgers first. I'm with you on that. Sorry. I'm with you on that. Um, 
Nick Perry's another. He's another one of these guys that can play linebacker. He might be playing this game too. He's been dealing with some injuries. Um, but the point, the the main point being is, I think I think you can run on these guys yeah. uh, because I don't think they have the capability to play like heavier because it's the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would be smart to try to spread it out, even though you know they love to do their twelve and thirteen personnel. But I'd be trying to run out of eleven and ten personnel if I were them. Yeah. Um, because I think, like I said, I think you can. They're nineteenth against the run. You know, um, for for point of emphasis, the Giants were allowing one forty three or are allowing one forty three a game. The Rams are one fifty one. Those are the two bad ones. And then the Cardinals are eighty eight, which puts them at ten. And the Cowboys ran for a hundred yards on them. So I think you can run the ball. I will differ a little bit with you on 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 a strategy point. I actually think the Cowboys ought to run more of the twelve and thirteen personnel this week because. I want to force them to make a decision. Are you going to stick with having all those defensive backs on the field? And if you are, I want to have my bigger guys on the field, and they're going to have to deal with bigger guys than spreading them out and actually playing into their hands yeah. um, and running it that way. Not to say I wouldn't run from 11. I certainly would. And I, every week I would run from 11. I think it's a, it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. But that being said, I think this is the week where actually I bulk up a little bit more and force them to put their bigger guys on the field or keep the smaller guys out there, and that creates mismatches in the, in the blocking. Yep. I think if if there's one thing I will say, it's that they have the personnel and the creativity of scheme to do some wacky stuff. Cause uh, there was a third down against Atlanta, where um, what's his name, Dean Dean Lowry, who's Mike Daniels for all intents and purposes, since he wasn't playing. Uh, said Mike Lowry. <laughs> no, no, oh, sorry, not Mike. Lowry. He was the only. They said Mike Lowry. He was the only down lineman in their formation. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only guy in a in a stance when the play started and they had clay matthews uh fackrell martinez all kind of russian and then two outside corners two deep safeties two slot safeties and a nickelback like it was and then and they got a sack out of it because like <laughs> i don't think the falcons even knew what all to do because there were about there were three linebackers a down lineman and a, and a defensive back all coming and they were that all coming. sounds crazy like, it, i'm trying to visualize it it's very bizarre to watch yeah. like it's uh it's it's interesting so i'm i'm sure they're going to do some funky stuff here but like i said i you know at the risk of oversimplifying it if the cowboys can't run the ball well in this game i think that's more on them than on something the packers are doing and, and when you think about trying to confuse matt ryan it's been in the league what 10 years um, and then you know they're they're going to do the same thing yeah. to Dak. Yeah. They're going to try to do things that are that are going to con- confuse him. You would do that to any quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Which works if they can force the Cowboys in situations where they have to pass, as they've been in in some games right. this year, where you get to the second half and they feel like they got to throw. If they feel like they can continue to run the ball throughout this game, I think advantage Cowboys. Uh, but that's where you know, you know the quarterback of the other team matters. Let's not forget last year the the Cowboys had needed. I wouldn't call them trick plays, but they were special plays with Lucky Whitehead that that kind of broke the game open a little bit. They needed a, a, a jet sweep and then also a play that we hadn't seen before with him lining out of the backfield and, yeah. and you know making a, probably his only really catch down the field all all year. I mean his whole career. One and, of the and that was a huge play in the game that kind of on third down. So. Um, all I remember, I mean, not all I remember, but my most vivid memory of that game is that Zeke ran for 157. And he, his ability to run at will mm-hmm. set the tone for the second half. I just remember game. Beasley. Oh, yeah. oh, and then, and yeah, a couple Beasley. touchdowns. Yeah, and he embarrassed that guy. 
Oh yeah, that is that where Saucy came from? Is that it, that's where it really kind of took off? Took off? Yeah, because that guy was he made that guy stumble over his own feet. And Irving had a good game. David Irving did have a very good game, but I don't know, man. I know, there's a stat going around that like the Packers are extremely good at not allowing a hundred yard rushers, uh, but they gave up 143 yards to the Falcons. All all things combined and they were the number one rush defense when the cowboys faced them last year and zeke ran all over them so i don't know that you can necessarily especially at this point again season you only have four games to work with i don't know that that really tells you a whole lot right now yeah but i don't know this isn't this isn't a beefy defense but it's an athletic one but i don't know i i think there should be room to run like i said maybe i'm oversimplifying it Let's take our final break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to get some questions. Call us, 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102, or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Now, Nick, take it away. You know, if Tommy John was an undrafted rookie hmm. playing, probably would play, I would, safety, I would think. Yeah, he, sure. he covers the tight ends. So, he's trying to make the team. If he does his job well, <laughs> if he does his job well, he has a good chance to make the team. But what is he really, how's he really going to make the team as an undrafted free agent? Special teams. Special teams. The more you can do. That's the thing about Tommy John. Yes, great underwear, but we forget sometimes about special teams. The t-shirts, the socks, the more you can do, that's what Tommy John does. They have mind-blowing fabrics for the underwear, but it also can be felt with the undershirts and the socks. So make sure and go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for your first order. It is a guarantee if you do not like it, if it's not the best underwear and socks and T-shirts, you'll get your money back. Tommy John, forward slash Cowboys. Between the socks, T-shirts, and underwear, they cover you better than any safety I know. Right. You know what I mean? Awesome. They've made the team. They've made the team. They have made the team. Yeah. They've made my team. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
deserve Once that. again, the half blast. I deserve that. All right, we're going to get some questions. Call us 214-872-2102. Again, it's 214-872-2102. Or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We start with a call from Anthony in Florida. Anthony, what up? Hey, how y'all doing? Great. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'd like to uh, point out something with this defense and this theory of the offense, keeping the defense off the field. So I'd like to give you guys in this little scenario if I can. Ms. Amber, you are responsible for Nick, Derek, and Dave right now. You are everything they depend on. They can't be without you. You must keep your job and everything to support them. You lose your job. How do you think they're going to eat? That's the scenario with the defense. You want the offense to be responsible for them by keeping them off the field. It works in certain scenarios. It worked last year. It was a 13-3 and record. But you meet the great Aaron Rodgers, who, if the offense is taking, a, taking them up and down the field and scoring, keeping the defense off, Aaron Rodgers is like quick strike. He matches them point for point. So the first person that makes a mistake and, and say 9 out of 10 is us, like we did in that we lose. So you have to have accountability and discipline on your defense or go out and get you either a safety or a corner that's a stud, at least one, or a stud pass rusher. You just can't have the defense then stagnant like that because it's a two-headed sword. Yeah, the offense can keep them off the field, but when you get those great, when you get a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they expose them and they match them point for point. Then if we make the mistake first, they win the game. So we must focus on that defense or the guys we have must have better accountability and better discipline when they're on the field. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks for the call. Lost me on the first part. The analogy didn't really resonate with me. Yeah, but you get his point. The point, the point is that the defense, or at least I'm trying to paraphrase, I think what he's saying is that the defense needed – uh, or that, that we were saying that the defense needs the offense to keep them off the field in order to be successful, which can be a strategy. The problem is when you match up against a team like Aaron Rodgers who can match point match you point for point, the defense is going to have to pull its weight. And in those instances, he doesn't believe the defense is able to pull its, it's weight. the first thing Dave said Monday. It's the first thing you've said on the show this week. You said this defense is not – are good enough to carry the team. The offense has to carry the team. And the defense can do its job, but if the offense isn't leading the way, then, yeah, there's going to be a problem. And it was a problem against Jared Goff. It's going to be a problem against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, pretty much. So, and he's yeah. saying that – but, but he's, saying, saying. he's saying that that philosophy is a problem. He's saying, overall, the Cowboys need to address that philosophy – and they need to build their defense. Now, of course, yeah, that okay. goes without saying, right? No, and, and my question back to him would be, so how do you do that? that? I don't think they should. I don't think they should try to fix their defense. Right. I mean, but no, I'm just saying. Like the question that we should have asked back is, like, so how do they do that? Are you saying because we had this conversation? I think it was earlier this week or last week. Are you saying that maybe they shouldn't have spent the picks that they spent on this offensive line and maybe put those on defense? And Dave, your retort, retort was they spent plenty. They they've spent. Plenty of resources in the draft on the defense. They just haven't all worked out, and and they still are for that. That I get. That's something I was trying to say earlier in the week. Maybe I didn't elaborate on it well enough. Is like you can see the efforts to fix the defense, but much like the offense, it is a multi-year process. You, I mean, you can't fix it all in one off season. And when you're faced with the choices that they were faced with last year, 
they did not significantly improve. I think we probably all felt that they didn't significantly improve as early as when the draft was over. I think you could look at this group and say they will not be much better than they were last year. They might be just as good, maybe a little bit better. They're not going to be significantly better. Um, but they've invested their first, second, and third round picks from this past draft on defense. Byron Jones was a defensive pick. Uh, we talked about all the picks they've spent on the defensive line in the past, some of which haven't worked out. And I think it's a fair bet that they invest in the defense heavily next spring as well. I, you know, you need a guard probably, but pass rush and uh, and linebacker look like big needs for me going into next offseason. So it's a good bet they'll do it again. And much like the offense, it's something that takes two to four years to turn that around. And it's a very positive step in the right direction that, I mean, how much younger and more athletic and cheap does the secondary look right now as opposed to last year? Yep. Again, with another offseason of good drafting and maybe some sensible free agent signings, all of a sudden you're talking about a much better defense. It's just not something you can many, fix. In how many first-round picks are on the defense right now? I'm, I'm counting two. Byron. Taco, for all intents and purposes, I think of Lawrence as a first-round pick, considering what you traded up to get him and where you drafted him. I mean, he was pick 34. It's, it, it's, it's close enough. Um, okay. Three? Two. And, yeah, three. Two or two and a half. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, – I agree. I, I mean, I agree you can't get it all in, in one year. and But but they've, they've kind of been fortunate to, to pick – you know, to have these guys in the third round, second round, you know, I mean, Deshaun Lee was a second round pick. To have Malik Collins in the third round, you think about Skandrick starting, you know, nine years ago, the fifth yeah. round. But, uh, you know, Anthony Got Brown. With Anthony Brown. Yeah. yeah and, they, and, you know, another thing we were talking about the Kevin King situation and drafting Taco is instead, they probably went into that because they, they go into the draft thinking, I mean, this is the draft is you know, seven rounds and it's three days, but they go into it thinking Ryan Switzer's a guy they want. They, they, they're they going to get Ryan Switzer. They're going to get Donnell Pumphrey or, or Ryan Switzer, and they ended up getting Switzer. But they also probably had an idea they're going to get Jordan Lewis, thinking this guy, and there's not a lot of people, some teams are not going to have him on their board at all. We're going to take him. We know what the situation is. We have a good idea of what happened, and we're going to take him. So they might have looked into that a little bit more and said, you know, you remember when they said we're going to draft because the defensive ends are going away. We think there's depth at corner. I bet Jordan Lewis was a guy that are like, we can take him. We can get him in the third round. No one's going to take him that high, and he'll be good for us. They beat us over the head with the idea that they can find good defensive backs later because it was so absurdly deep. And honestly, however you might feel about Taco Charlton, I can't argue that they were wrong because – the guy, the the pass rushers that were available late, you might remember Terrell Basham from Ohio. Derek Rivers is a guy that they liked from Youngstown State, who I believe is on injured reserve with the Patriots right now. Um, whatever they spare me the TJ Watt thing because that's that's neither here nor there. They didn't think he fit their system. You can disagree all you want, but that's just how they felt. But they got their pass rusher early. It. I, I think you have to feel pretty good about what they found in Cheeto and Jordan Lewis at this point. And the drop, their argument was the drop from Taco to the next, the guys that would be available at that next pick was right. more significant than the drop from Kevin King down to, say, and Cheeto or Jordan Lewis. It's going to be one of the fun draft what-ifs to say, you know, 
we'll see how Kevin King's career pans out compared to Taco. You see how Derek Rivers and Terrell Basham do with their respective teams. It's always fun, but you he's know. probably going to be inactive this week, wouldn't you say? Taco? Yeah. It's going to be hard for him, them to make him active now that you've got the perennial inactive guy, Tapper. I don't know how you finagle it, but I'm sure they'll try just because he's their first-round pick. Yeah. But Is there a chance David Irving doesn't? They don't activate him this week? I'm, I expect him to be active. Yeah. It's early in the week, though. Because you would think that it would have to be a defensive end now that would be inactive, but maybe not. Maybe they decide that if they get those other cornerbacks back that, you know, maybe, well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's a if, wash. If you well, Benet down, it, if it's you still can, a wash. Well, wait, wait a second. Anthony Hitchens off the inactive list, that might help you. Yeah, I mean, with Hitchens coming back, and then, you know, they've had four cornerbacks healthy, and, and they've set two the last few weeks. But this week, they could still sit two, but one of them might be healthy. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know which guy that would be. I would. I. I wouldn't be shocked if Taco's inactive. I know that's a bad look for them, but yeah, I wouldn't either. You got to do what you got to do. All right, let's uh, let's get a question from Twitter. Well, we've talked about the running game and putting that aside. Let's talk about the passing game. It, we've seen what defenses have done with Jason Witten, Cole Beasley. They've been playing double coverage on them. So if the Cowboys, if uh, this defense, the Green Bay Packers defense, decide to go that route and do that again, do that with them as well, that leaves open Des Bryant and let's say Terrence Williams, and we've seen the connection. It hasn't been that great between those receivers and Dak Prescott. Are you guys very concerned about the guys going up against them, the cornerbacks against wide receivers. That was a Twitter question. I'm just kidding. I made it longer, but basically, Paraphrasing cornerbacks against. Um, I'll shut up. You don't have to make him. Shut. I'll just stay quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to read the Twitter questions because what she's doing is that there's probably about nine in a row that she just kind of paraphrased about six there. No, there was one, okay. and I just added whatever else I wanted to add it. Okay. I thought it was a good question. Thank then you. answer it. All right. Um, I am not as concerned as everyone else is about Des Bryant and Dak Prescott. That's just my own personal thing. I think, I think yes, there's been – they've thrown the ball a lot to him, and I think there are some situations where Dak's going to have to figure out in these situations where before – He's used to being able to dump the ball to, to Jason Witten or dump the ball to Cole Beasley, and teams are starting to say, we're going to force you to do something different. This is what's called the maturation of a quarterback. You have to learn as teams start taking away the things you like to do, you have to learn how to adjust and do things that, that maybe you don't do. And I wouldn't say don't like to do, but just haven't been forced to do because you've always been able to take the easy throw because it's there, right? Um, and so I think this is going to just – this is a part of the learning process. is a part of him getting better as a quarterback. I think that's going to improve. I think he's a good quarterback. I think Dez is a good receiver. You put the two together, I think they can make a good combination. So I just think this is something that's just going to have to take a little bit of time. Last week we saw a few drops from Terrence Williams. We know from his career, like, that's just going to be the way it is. There, because he catches the ball with his body, there's going to be sometimes he catches it, and we're going to be like, man, that was a great catch. There are going to be other times when it bounces off his pads. That's the thing about catching with your body. It's inconsistent. So all I'm saying is 
I don't think it's as big a problem as everybody thinks. I think it'll it'll work itself out, and I think that they should keep going. If, if that's what's open, keep going to Des Bryant. It'll get better over time. I think it's alarming a little bit, though, that, that teams are now saying – I mean, I know he's not in the group of Julio Jones and Odell Beckham, but can you imagine, though, the fact that teams are basically saying, we're going to let you have that. We're going to let you have Dez. We're going to take away Witten and Beasley and, 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 and make and try to run a game and make you throw the ball to Dez. I mean, as, as an elite wide receiver and, and a top-tier guy, that, that's usually what teams are trying to do. And they're kind of letting you do that because they're, they're like, I don't really think that you throwing it to Dez 16 times a game is going to be beneficial for you. And it really hasn't been. So I think from that standpoint, you can say, well, this isn't really working out like we thought as far as Dez being the elite guy. Teams are letting you have Dez and taking away the other stuff. Do you think that's also because the way the Cowboys offense runs, they're about moving the chains. And so – the 50-50 ball becomes a liability to some degree, except for used in a few times a game. Now, if you're doing but, that more, does that create... But that's the problem, though. If Des Bryant, and, and, and I love Des, I, I, I do, but if Des Bryant is one of the best players in the, in the league, best receivers, it shouldn't be 50-50 balls. You know, he shouldn't be. Well, I'm not talking about jump balls. He needs to get opened and plays and slants where it's just a. But money he can only play. run what he can only run what they tell him to run. He's running the route that they that they ask him to run. Right. Well, it, maybe they need to give him more routes where then, they can get him open right. across the field. I, I don't see him doing a lot of crossing routes, but the question is, like, should they be doing more of that yeah, in order so. to get him open and let him be able to catch the ball on the run and keep going? High school teams run slants it, on fourth and five. The high school quarterback will throw it to the high school receiver, and they make the play. And they see it in college all the time. And I don't understand why Dez and the quarterback, even when it was Tony, they didn't have it. They didn't have that slant down very well. I didn't understand that. I actually, this is a great opportunity to tease my column today. All right, because I, I decided to chart every incompletion Dak has thrown this year to see what's going on. I like it. Um, What'd you find? I find I found it's a little bit of a mixed bag, honestly. I, I t- okay, so he's thrown fifty six incompletions. It breaks down to where about thirty five of those. I don't put the blame on him between drops, throwaways, he's hit on the throw, or that know, many. Wow, thirty five between all those categories. Wow, um, but that still leaves twenty one passes that I chalked up to being poorly thrown, just not good. Um, the second and nine slant that he missed in that Rams game may be the worst of all. Uh, the end zone slant against the Giants that cost him a touchdown and the high throw in the end zone on that same possession on the crossing route. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's thrown he's thrown some bad balls. It, so it averages out to where, in my estimation, and I've never played quarterback, so maybe I'm maybe I'm not giving him enough credit for how hard some of these throws are. But in my estimation, he misses an average of four or five throws that that he should make a game is that high I honestly I don't know I feel you'd have to chart everybody Everything, it's yeah. probably high compared to Aaron Rodgers it's probably not bad compared to a lot of other quarterbacks in the league but his completion percentage right now is seven percent lower than yep. it was last year which is significant it's a lot yeah and I and I think you're absolutely right that's I mean what? defenses are forcing him to make harder throws and he's doing he's doing it sometimes and I would like to point out it, it's not like this is across all games. For instance, he didn't throw a single bad pass, in my estimation, against the Cardinals. He only threw five incompletions. So you're talking 
a boatload of those bad balls are coming against that Denver secondary where he's either getting rushed or is playing against a great cornerback. But, and they're playing in a game where they're throwing at a much higher clip than right. they, would, they should be. You see, but you just see some trends that I hope get corrected. Like, they like they have Dez and Dak for how much they say they threw together and how much we saw them throw together at training camp. Like they don't have the back shoulder ball down throughout that Denver game. He's throwing the back shoulder ball inside uh, yeah. and that's how it wound up getting taken back to the house by Aqib Talib. Just stuff like that where you're like, y'all should have this down. Shouldn't you? Especially with all that's been said about Dez has been healthy all off season and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so it's concerning. I, I don't think the sky is falling. But um, but that's I, that's something that has to be better if the passing game is going to take advantage of defenses focusing on other things. Which think about how much better this passing game would be if they could get that one thing down the yeah. back shoulder, back shoulder faith. They could get that one thing down. If Dez is seeing a lot of man coverage and he already doesn't separate, we talk about that a lot. He doesn't separate a lot. He doesn't get a lot of separation when he's running his routes. That one play clears up all those deficiencies. You don't need a lot of separation. It's a it's as easy a pass as you could think from the standpoint of how you have to get it to the to the receiver and the receiver, no matter where the defender is, he's got a good shot to be able to catch that ball and not get it intercepted. It just seems like that would be that would solve a lot of these and that's, problems. Well, that's what I wrote at the end of that this part of my column is okay, let's say he throw five he throws five bad passes against the Giants, but you win. That's a footnote in the story of how you won. But in a game that you lose, that can be the difference. Misses him badly on a slant on a second and nine in the fourth quarter that probably takes the ball near midfield and sets you up to go tie or take the lead. Or third and ten on the final drive of the game where he badly misses an out route that sets you up in plus position to try to throw a touchdown with 40 seconds left in the game. Just little, like, I mean, the difference between winning and losing can be two or three inaccurate passes. One thing that I've learned about judging quarterbacks and and throws that they made is that you're looking at maybe end zone cam and and, and Mm. from press box view. Good point. um, A lot of times we don't see what they see. We see what we see. We see the guy streaking down the field, but but they didn't see that because they had the guys, they had a hand here or they had, you know. Absolutely. And and a lot, and, and also times, like that pass to Dez that that he dropped the the slant I guess that was really low but it it's supposed to be fairly low yeah. maybe not oh, that that was low. a catchable See, ball it was catchable, that was a catchable ball but, I, but he can't but if you miss it low then it just tips and it's incomplete if you miss it high then you just played volleyball and the ball's up in the air and now who can go get it so in charting that game I don't consider that a bad throw yeah, I don't that's even, a yeah. ball that should be caught yep um and yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I've never played quarterback. I'm not. It's harder. Yeah, I'm not trying to say Dak is bad because you know because of this, but these are trends that you can see on the tape, and I think it's something that probably needs to be corrected for this offense to reach the potential it's trying sure. to reach. All right, guys, appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow, 9:30 a.m. We'll have more talk for you guys. We'll get you ready for the game. We'll give you some crazy predictions and let you know who we think is going to win. Until uh, then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!